Hey, everybody. Welcome. Steve Wollenhouse. I'm your host here on Anatomy of Success this week. To be stronger when hope seems limited. Do eight things. Glad you joined us. Let's get started. Welcome back, everybody. Again, I'm your host, Steve Wollenhouse, and this is Anatomy of Success, the place where we talk about success in every aspect of life. And we talk about the four tenets of equanimity, better health, healthy relationships, healthy, intimate relationships, and more satisfying work. I believe if we focus on those four things, life gets exponentially better. Of course, subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't yet, we always appreciate ratings and reviews. And then drop by weatherology.com. That's my company page. You'll find the free Weatherology mobile app. Take advantage of that. Then find me under About Us at the top of that page. You'll find links to LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram. Please follow along. You know, hopelessness is on the rise as people struggle with job loss, depression, economic, political uncertainty, along with relationship challenges, especially over this past year. Plus, when we've been dealing with COVID-19 and all the political pressures of change, feeling stuck can make life feel overwhelming. Options seem elusive when our mind is convinced there's no hope. However, maybe it's just our brain telling us a big fat lie. Just because we believe something is true doesn't mean it is, folks. Human beings have a propensity to inflate the truth and manufacture scenarios that are distorted and very much embellished. Hopeless feelings are fueled by hopeless thoughts, and those hopeless thoughts can be incredibly believable once we start to convince ourselves of their validity. We often lend credibility to those negative feelings, something called cognitive distortion, which exacerbates their actual impact. Albert Einstein said this, learn from yesterday, live for today, hope for tomorrow. The important things is to not stop questioning. We could use a whole lot more of that in our world today, by the way. So to curtail the effects of hopeless feelings, do these eight things. First, stand up. When you start to feel helpless, take a stand. Our brain will begin to convince us the situation is hopeless. Our best defense in a situation like that, be defiant, bite back, be obstinate, demand our brain produce evidence that the situation is hopeless and it normally can't. We have to start to focus on the potential positive outcome of the situation and envision our best alternatives. The subtle shift we just alluded to can make our mind start to embrace a much better, much healthier direction. Next, we have to think. When we think about why we are feeling hopeless, it often reveals the truth behind our fear. Maybe upon further investigation or reflection, we realize disappointment is at the heart of our hopelessness. If we don't anticipate anything good happening, we don't need to worry about being disappointed if things go poorly. So we avoid it. We are frequently trying to avoid outcomes that we believe will lead to negative feelings. Why even start paying off our credit card bill when the idea seems so overwhelming. The balance is so huge. Think about why we embrace hopelessness. It may be because we are protecting ourselves from actually taking action.
Next, we have to contemplate. By considering what we could gain by being hopeful, we start to appreciate how maintaining hope can help facilitate positive change. In response, we start to act like a person who has hope. You know, there's a lot of misconceptions about hope, that it's nothing more than some fantasy, some elusive thing out there that we grab onto that pacifies all the other realities we should be addressing. But that's not what hope is. There's nothing wrong with being hopeful as long as we're acting on our hopeful vision. We have to take steps to improve our prospects for success and get proactive about improving our circumstances. That's all it is. We need to change our behavior first, then improve our feelings in the process. By acting hopeful, we increase hopeful feelings in the process. Next, what I call solve. Hopelessness creates a belief that things won't improve, success is impossible. However, taking action, that's always the best way to improve that mindset. We have to focus our energy on solutions, shift away from those negative feelings of despair, move in the direction of solving the problem. Even if we can't fix the problem, we can still focus on how we improve our feelings about the problem. Let's hypothetically say a loved one we know gets cancer. We can't fix that, but we can offer love, support, kindness, compassion, and do our best to be the best source of strength and support for that person. Winston Churchill said this, all the great things are simple and many can be expressed in a single word like freedom, justice, honor, duty, mercy, hope. Next, communicate. Whenever we feel stuck, there is no substitute for reaching out to a trusted friend. That's one of my many tips that I offer people and one of the many reasons those top five people in our life and family are so critically important. They listen to us. They offer advice. We may not always agree and we may not always be able to sort through the fog of frustration, but they can provide a different perspective that restores some hope. That small improvement in our mindset can be enough momentum to help us concentrate on solving the problem and spending less time immersed in self-pity. Next, plan. Once we appreciate all the options, we need to conceive a plan. We need to decide what steps to take to improve the situation. It's always a good idea to have several plans in the event we encounter any roadblocks. Having alternative options isn't a lack of belief. It's believing realistically that we are going to solve a problem and we may require a variety of different solutions to achieve that objective. Success is often contingent upon trying different ideas until we find the one that finally resonates. Next, act. Many people get enamored with plans and then they fail to act. Good plans are useless if we don't execute. Hope will become more intense once we take the steps to initiate positive change and create the momentum synonymous with success. Many people get stuck in that planning stage where they dream up their ideal business endeavor, but then never act upon the small daily steps necessary to make it materialize. Finally, we have to ask for help if necessary. Sometimes people get really stuck. I have friends that have drifted into deep, dark places, depression. And my advice was to seek help. 
There are qualified professionals who can help work through our struggles, and it's okay to reach out to somebody with the skills that can help us. There's no shame, and it's a sign of strength, actually, when we seek the support we need to get better. Remember, seeking help is acting on our hopelessness in an effort to make positive change start. Desmond Tutu said this, Hope is being able to see that there is light despite all the darkness. I hope you benefited from this conversation on hopelessness. I know there's an awful lot of that going on. We've done some polls on LinkedIn that really reveal where people are at. They're tired, they're exhausted, they're feeling hopeless. So I hope these eight things we've discussed today will be helpful. Try them out. Welcome back. Glad you came back and found us. If you're coming back repeatedly, we're super grateful for your support. Tell some friends, come back next week. This is Anatomy of Success. And I'm your host, Steve Wollenhouse. Until next week, let's stay focused, let's stay positive, and let's stay optimistic. Optimistic.